0: This hour, in fact, every minute of both hours of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now here's Neil.
1: Thank you, Stubby, very much, and good afternoon, beautiful afternoon to you, gardener, and welcome. We're glad to have you tuned to our program this afternoon. Lots going on out there. I'm aware of that. Maybe, uh, maybe an interesting challenge to get phone calls. So, therefore, I challenge you to make a phone call. Please, give us a call right now. Mike Bass is running the boards and answering the phones for me. Mike is wonderful, and I am lucky to have him, and I'd be lucky to have you as a caller. The number is 888-787-KLIF. That's 888-787-5543. Call right now, won't you please? We are live on a gorgeous Saturday afternoon. Warm. It's very warm. Not going to be warm much longer. And, uh, so this is your chance to give us a call 888-787-KLIF-888-787-5543. Before you call, let me save Mike, a bunch of phone answering. I probably need the calls, but you know, one that we can just kind of rule out for this afternoon, a sticky mess that you're feeling under your feet and on your, on your leaves and all over the driveway and the car and everything else. That's honeydew from pecan aphids. And it'll go away if we can get some rain tonight and tomorrow, that'll wash it away. It's very water soluble. It's not hurting the trees particularly. The worst thing it does is it gives a good uh, growing base for um, sooty mold, a black fungus that will grow in it and will just discolor things. The sooty mold doesn't hurt anything either other than just making everything look ugly. So the best thing you can do is hope for rain tonight. We need it so badly anyway. You need to water your plants if you don't get the rain, just for their own sake, whether you have uh, the honeydew or not. Aphids are tiny insects. They're, you probably don't even see them up on your pecan trees and your oaks and other species. Crepe myrtles are certainly loaded with aphids right now. A lot of plants are. And the honeydew then drips down. It's, it's not... Uh, any kind of um, uh, excrement or, or uh, a potty of any kind, it's just a, an ooze that they give out. Several kinds of insects will do that. Lace bugs will do the same thing. And this year is the worst I've seen in 55 years of living in North Texas. And uh, so don't uh, don't be surprised by it. Other years won't be nearly as bad. doesn't hurt the plants. Um other than making them ugly, but there's absolutely nothing you should do about it at this point other than washing things that are coated in it, and I'd give tonight and the next few days a, a chance to bring us a little bit of rain, and we can hope for the best, but that's uh, that's honeydew from pecan aphids, yellow pecan aphids. I've written about it in my eGardens newsletter, uh, not, uh, not the one that would, came out night before last, but a week earlier on the 6th of October. If you want to look on my website, neilspray.com and click on eGardens and then look at the one before that, uh, the, the 6th of October. You can see the big write-up I gave on it at that point. All right, let's see what we have. We have our SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week and then we'll get our calls underway. We have three lines available. One of them is occupied right now by, uh, oh, two of them are, D in Arlington and Alan Benbrook and Mike may be screening calls for the uh, for the third line for all I know I don't know but uh, the number for uh, reference if nothing else 888 787 5543 that spells 888 787 k l i f oh that's right i was going to look up the pronunciation of this uh, name and it probably is something, of a character on something I should know. And Mike, if you're able to hear this, if you're not on a phone call, help me out. Text me, do something. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is G A L A D R I E L. Galadriel. And she is a Labrador. What'd you say? What'd you say? Lord of the Rings, thank you. I I am totally out of contact with the 21st century, (laughs) and that's exactly what Mike does always. Thank you, Mike. The last one was one of the most popular singers in the world, and I missed that one completely. And Mike got me straightened out. I'm not even going to admit, tell you who that is because it's the only name I've seen for the last, since, since that one happened. All right. Today's SPCA of dog is a Labrador retriever mix waiting for a forever home with the SPCA of Texas. That's not where the home is. The home needs to be your home. She's a pretty girl with white fur, big eyes, and an even bigger smile. She's a mini lab. She is fully grown and only weighs 50 pounds. She just recently celebrated her first birthday, young girl. As labs go, she's kind of a chill character and likes to take it easy. She can play, but she can couch potato with you too and be just as happy. She is a very social lady, gets along famously with other dogs. She probably would make a good second pet, and potential adopters are welcome to bring your current pets along for a meet and greet to make sure of a good fit. She has come a long way from the day she arrived at the SPCA of Texas from an animal cruelty seizure. Those were the worst. At that time, she was scared even to leave her crate. Now she's all smiles when taken out by staff, and she loves to go to the play yard. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, and, and say it for me, Mike, so I can repeat it. Galadriel has been spayed, I and mean, Mike's not entirely sure, but he thinks that's right. Galadriel has been spayed, microchipped, and has had all of uh, her age-appropriate vaccines. She is currently housed at the Russell E. Dealey Animal Rescue Center, so you have to set a prior appointment to meet her in person. The easiest way to do this is to find her profile at spca.org slash dogs and fill out the included online application. They invite you to browse all of their available animals at spca.org slash find a pet. Visit spca.org slash dog adopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash cat adopt to inquire about a cat. And I'm sorry this is being read by such a a, a, a know-nothing of a person. I'm just living with my own crises and... (laughs) don't know the real world so just for the rest of you who have this similar life experience it's g-a-l-a-d-r-i-e-l if you'd like to look her up she's a lovely dog and uh, so i hope that we can get her adopted and again spca.org slash find a pet and you'll be able to see her you might be thinking, uh, and that uh, is uh, sponsored today by sunburst shutters i just went right into their script that would be inappropriate wouldn't it if you're thinking about replacing your old window treatments with beautiful shutters of some sort, let me insert the word sunburst into that line of thinking. Plantation-style shutters from Sunburst Shutters. That's the place to call. Sunburst Shutters uses an engineered wood substitute called polywood. P-O-L-Y, polywood. That is a spectacular material. It looks like wood from 18 inches away. You can't tell that it isn't wood. You reach out to feel it and you say, that feels like a grand piano of the finest quality. It feels like it's been sanded and varnished or or lacquered to... Thousand grit sandpaper. It's I do woodworking. Can you tell? And it just is so smooth and so wonderful. Easy to clean, easy to open and shut. These are big louvers. These are two and a half. That's a small one. Three and a half and four and a half inch louver size. We have the three and a half inch louvers in our home because that that best matched up with the rest of our decor. They come to your home and bring samples of all three louver sizes and both colors, white and off white. And you know they also have. Uh, barn door wood and and a lot of other options available to you they they are they're they're with it shall we say more than neil is (laughs) and they can really help you have your home just just gorgeous and the nicest thing about these is they are made to last and last and last and and uh, carrying that one step further these are uh Uh, fit, custom fit to every opening. So if you have windows that theoretically are all exactly the same size because they were made in a factory, once the, the, the painters work and they do the tape and bed work around the windows and trimming them in, they're not the same size exactly. That's why Sunburst Shutters will make a custom shutter for each opening in your house. That's why they're so light-tight. That's why they're so energy-efficient. They're wonderful. We have them, and we love them. Had them for 12 years. Here's a phone number you can call to get directions to their showroom, or better yet, to invite them to your home. Give them directions to your home or the address, and they'll bring samples to you. They'll measure the windows and tell you what it would cost. It's going to be affordable. You're going to love them. Sunburst Shutters, nice people. They're also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. And the website is sunburstshutters.com. And now that phone number, 214-343-2601. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Weber grill products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, my friend. JJ, he is great. Oh, His customers love him and the store is fabulous. Our first call today is D in Arlington. D, thank you for calling. How can I help you?
2: Yes, Neil. I ordered two years ago a fully bushed uh, gardenia plant, which I replanted in a pot and have been nurturing it for the past two years. I've pruned it. I'm giving it fertilizer at least uh, once a month, and I'm keeping it watered. However, I haven't seen a bloom uh, start on it for the past
0: two years.
2: And so I'm wondering, am I caring for it properly, or uh, what should I do to kind of get it blooming? And when does it bloom, I guess?
1: Most of the uh, gardenias will bloom in uh, mid to late spring. Um, And uh, they typically, is this dwarf gardenia or a regular gardenia?
2: It's a regular gardenia, and I have it planted in my backyard.
1: Oh, okay, I thought you had it in a pot. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Uh, That's where it needs to be. Uh, Then let me get to a different set of questions out of my mind. I don't have any set of questions that I read from. I I just uh, have a different direction. I start asking questions. Uh, Arlington is divided by a couple of kinds of soil. Do you have black clay soil or do you have red soil?
2: It's the black clay
1: soil. All right. So, I have uh, just kind of a scenario of questions for where you have this planted. Uh, Is it in sun or shade? And, uh, well, I'll just start with that. Is it in sun or shade? Sun. It's in sun, all right. All day long? Yes. All right. And then, how did you prepare the soil when you planted it?
2: well, I just went ahead and and just put it in the soil. I didn't really prepare it. I just uh, planted it in the pot in the soil.
1: In the pot. Yes. So, so is it still in a pot or is it in the ground? Yes. I'm sorry. I, is it in the yes. pot or is it in the yes, ground?
2: So it's still in the pot.
1: Okay, so it's not... Okay, I'm I'm all over the map then. All right, so it's not in... Okay, not in the landscape, it's in a container. All, all right, right, first yeah. of all, gardenias are really not potted plants. Uh, they're sold that way, and the descriptions that you see in catalogs and online make them sound like just a glorious, blooming house plant. Well, they are not. Um, they need they need greenhouse conditions where they would have very bright light uh... not in the summer they cannot handle full texas sunshine uh, it would need to be if if you're going to have it in the ground outdoors. I, I I can't see it staying in a pot very long. If you're going to plant it into the into the ground, which is what it ultimately needs to be, I want to start from where we are today and what you should do with it. It needs to be planted in the ground in April, March or April once we get through the winter time. Um, I would plant it uh, in morning sun, afternoon shade. You're going to have to amend the soil incredibly for it because the black clay soil is highly alkaline and gardenias need very acidic soil. Gardenias are not easy, D, I I need to tell you that. They, they need a lot of TLC to have a chance to grow well. That's why you don't see them any more commonly than you do in the, in the DFW area. Um, they also have a real problem with cold, and uh, it's uh, we, we lost almost all of them. We lost all of them in February of 2021. Anybody who had gardenias outdoors, unless they were completely covered and protected, really protected, they were lost to that cold spell. So you have to plant them on an east exposure uh, shade from probably 10 or 11 in the morning on during the daytime, you plant them in pure organic matter, peat moss and pine bark mulch. Uh, none of the black clay soil. It needs to be a, a, a planting bed that is uh, probably 18 or 20 inches deep and probably three or four feet wide. So it's a pretty significant change in their in their planting bed. You dig down into the ground and you mound it up also. Now, as far as why it hasn't produced any any buds, it's just struggling by being in a pot for that long and for being in too much sunshine. I don't know where it was during the winter, but that would also be a factor if it was exposed to any cold. So I hope I got an answer back in there. The phone's been cutting in and out. It sounds like there's a lot of wind or something. So I hope that got an answer that would be helpful to you.
2: Yes, that is very helpful. And that's what I need to know. And I just want to say, I appreciate your show. I listen to you every day.
1: Oh, you. you're kind. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. Take care. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We have Alan Benbrook. We'll be transplanting crepe myrtles with Al and purple fountain grass. And then Patricia Hillsborough has a question about Iris. We have one line open now at 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Folks, this is uh, the last time I'm, uh, I almost can guarantee you, this is the last time. I'm down to about 250 copies of my book, and uh, I do not expect or intend to go beyond today in offering it to you at $32.95, because I think the fifth printing will be gone after today. And uh, so... That's uh, why I want to give you the heads up. If you have any interest in getting my book, you need at that price. You need to do it. It will be more expensive uh, when I run out of those copies. The fifth printing is um, is exactly the same as the sixth printing will be, except for two very brief paragraphs in chapter one that make reference to the very uh, cold weather of February 2021 and all they do is acknowledge that it happened there's no there's no instruction from it other than to use the 1990 USDA plant hardiness zone map and i already have told you that in all of the first five printings that's a much more accurate representation of our hardiness zones here so The book is uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. Don't go either of those places looking for it. I self-published it and I'm selling it myself right from my website And by calling my office, the website now that we're down to so few copies is your better way to buy it because that way you know you're getting it. If you order it from the website and if it accepts your order, then I will honor that order. $32.95. It is 344 pages, lots of information, 840 of my best photographs. It's a hardback. It was printed in Texas, not in China and it has 11 chapters chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in texas chapter 2 is a 48 page calendar of text information telling you when to plant prune fertilize and spray all of the plants in your landscape and garden and then chapters 3 through 11 are detailed chapters on trees shrubs vines ground covers annuals perennials lawns fruit and vegetables It took me a year to write the book. I wrote it for every county in Texas. It's not just for the DFW area. And uh, your satisfaction with the book is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you spend on it. 75,000 copies sold so far, and there has not been one request for a refund yet. Uh, I sign each copy as it sells. These last 250 copies I'll be signing as uh, I take them then to the post office during this coming week. But you need to get it ordered right away. If you're interested in having it, get it bought. Because when they're gone, the price goes up. So, here are the two ways you can buy it. The better way is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. You can do that right now. Don't delay. The other way is to call Monday morning, uh, sometime right after 9 o'clock, 800-752-GROW. And order it by calling my office, 800-752-4769. But remember again, when the uh, books are gone, the price goes up. I would order it online if you possibly can. And uh, that's at NeilSparry.com. Com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972 562 5788 wbroofing.com. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you, since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been leaders across DFW. They've been helping people turn landscape dreams into reality. How's that happen? Well, Whiskey Stone sells beautiful stone. People have gorgeous retaining walls and patios stone, uh, patios out of stone and uh, pool decks out of stone. They have just glorious stones as accent points in their landscape, boulders. They have uh, decorative river rock. I have a lot of river rock in my landscape. I'll tell you where I like river rock is. So you have a, a ground cover, and you say, okay, I've had enough Asian jasmine, or I've had enough mondo grass, monkey grass. I just want something with a different texture. Well, river rock in grapefruit-sized uh, round tumbled rock, you know, it's tumbled down the mountainsides for thousands of years. That makes a beautiful contrast in texture and color. And so I use that as a ground cover in certain areas. And so it works out beautifully. And whiskey stone has all of that and a lot more. And they have 22 acres of a lot more. And they're open right now. The next uh, several weeks will be great times to go to Stone. Weather will be delightful. And uh, they're open Monday through Saturday. They're closed on Sundays. Their website has lots of information. And here's the neat thing. If you can hear me. I guess if you don't hear me, you're not listening and won't hear the ad. If you can hear me, they will deliver to you anywhere that we can be heard. And their stone comes from all over the southwest and beyond. They are leaders in the nursery industry, so they also are leaders in the landscape contracting industry. They can refer you to great landscape contractors who can do the stone installation for you if you need that help. Here's their contact information. Whiz. Q Stone. It's it's uh uh, uh it is the Whiznat family WHIZ Q Stone Q like in Quarry. It's uh, whiz-q.com Q. com for the website. The address 4501 East Loop eight twenty south in Southeast Fort Worth. One more time. Four five zero one East Loop eight twenty south. And that's in Fort Worth. 817-429-0822. 817-429-0822. It's WhizQ Stone. I'm Doug from Jabo's Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help with those great lawn and garden products, come see us. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks. Now back to you, Neil. Thank you, Doug, very much. Jabos has expanded and grown and uh, it's it's wonderful to see what they're doing. They are leaders in that industry, so good deal. Thank you, Doug. Let's go to Alan Benbrook. Al, this is Neil. Good morning, afternoon. How can I help you? Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Well, so, uh,
0: our builder and, and and I told him to do it. You know, I put two crape myrtles on the north side of my house, so they don't get any sun and Uh-oh. they don't hardly get any. They don't get any blooms. So I had a new flower bed put in, and it's on the north side. But but it'll be out; it'll get plenty of sun now. I'm thinking of this when it goes dormant, transplanting those two guys, two two crepe myrtles. They're they're they're, they're medium sized crepe myrtles. They only get probably uh, ten feet tall, and that's about what they are now. They've been mm-hmm. they've been in the ground for two years. I'm thinking about transplanting them, and I was wondering if you'd give any advice.
1: Well, first of all, it'll be very easy to transplant. They're uh, they're young, and uh, I don't think there's any shrub or small tree that transplants any more uh, easily than crepe myrtles will. So uh, you're correct. Wait until they're dormant. That's going to be after uh, uh, really mid mid December. There are people who will transplant them even now, and I don't think they would die. But I would wait until after the first hard freeze. So. Probably any time in December, but certainly by mid-December and and before Valentine's Day.
0: Nothing transplants easier, huh? Okay, that's good news.
1: <laughs> no, they're 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 wonderful. Now, you want to hold the soil in, intact around their roots. You want to use a sharpshooter spade and and uh, maintain a soil ball around the roots and i would thin them out after you do the transplanting i would not cut them back Uh, don't don't top them don't use that as an excuse to top them but thin out some of the the shoots the internal shoots and they'll fill back in again so i would do that but otherwise they'll transplant very easily i'm i've i've hired two guys to help me it's been Oh, six or seven years ago, we transplanted a 20-foot-tall Catawba that was um, had been in the same location for 30 years. It was quite large. It was quite large, and we had a soil ball that was probably, oh, I guess 40 inches across, 36 inches across, and it, it transplanted beautifully. It took it a couple of years to reestablish, but it, it blooms gorgeously now every summer.
0: Okay. Uh, second question was, um, in that same flower bed, um i'm wanting to put some uh fountain grass probably a purple i like this uh purple fountain grass that i've seen uh around town it's good good it's a good size only about looks like three and a half feet kind of mm-hmm. tall. and um can i plant that now before before winter do i got enough time or should i wait till the spring
1: wait till spring it's an annual it, it is not hardy oh really yeah, it's the it's the one ornamental grass, or it is one of the few ornamental grasses that we have that is not winter hardy. So you're gonna to have to plant it every year.
0: Uh, well, Sorry well,
1: about that. How
0: about another option then for me?
1: Well, uh, there.
0: And that goes around three, four, no, no bigger than four feet.
1: For, yeah.
0: for, a, for a fountain grass type plant.
1: Um, probably Lindheimer, Lindheimer's muley would be my choice, my favorite. I I have to confess, and I've put it in writing many times, so it's out there. People can hang my hang me with it. But I am not a fan of ornamental grasses as uh, replacements for landscape shrubs. I just think that they they wear out too soon. They they get thinned out. They die out. Uh, either that, or they or, or they uh, uh, become invasive, like maiden grass does. I love the look, and I don't mind having um, a, a plant here or there. But I don't like to have them as a mass planting to replace shrubs Uh, if you have a a bed of them with uh, maybe five or six plants in a in a cluster uh, that is backed by shrubs or uh, surrounded by other annuals or something i'm fine with that but
0: yeah that's exactly what i this uh there's a there's a a, a shopping center near me and they have the the, uh, purple fountain grass and then in front of it they have vincas or periwinkle which is, you know, I think the combination is just beautiful.
1: Right. Well, you watch what they do now in the next uh, two or three weeks. The periwinkles will come <laughs> out, the fountain grass will come out, and pansies and probably Dusty Miller or uh, ornamental cabbage or something else will go in. And, and I, under- that's,
0: I uh, understood the periwinkle was an annual, and I was willing to deal with that. I didn't know that the uh, purple fountain grass was. I thought that was hardier, I thought it would no. live.
1: Well, let's let's just for the sake of this discussion say that it were. It isn't, but let's just say that you had a a, a grass that was hardy. Um, all right, so it's going to die to the ground, and there you'll be in the for five months out of the year you'll have bare ground down to the ground with these these you'll you'll trim it. I get so it looked like a shaving brush and you'll have your winter color there and it's just going to look bizarre. The problem I have with the ornamental grasses people say well they're 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 brown in the winter and you have the seed heads for the birds. I say baloney to that because it looks like a fire hazard, the rats get in it and it doesn't look pretty. I don't think it looks dead as far as I'm concerned. I could have Johnson grasser. That's my contention. I'm I'm I think I'm probably in the minority, but I think the minority is growing because there's there's less and less of it being planted, except in these big highway medians and some commercial landscapes where people want to go on the cheap and use grasses because they're cheaper than shrubs would be.
0: No, I'd like to have something aesthetically pleasing to look at during the right.
1: The, the uh, Lindheimer's muley that I mentioned to you, muhlenbergia a I, it it's uh It's, it's a lovely plant and it doesn't die to the ground. It did in, in 2021, but it's a really pretty ornamental grass and that one I do like. It's not, it doesn't have showy flower heads. It has uh, seed heads that are, are nice, but they're not, they're not spectacular. But the grass itself is, is a taller grass and it's a, a very pretty grass. But I just, uh, yeah, I've I've given you my editorial feelings way more than I should have, and I apologize for I that. It. No, 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 no. So,
0: can you say it, Lind, Lindy Heine? How do
1: you now, say it? Lindheimer. It's it's just called, uh, yeah, Lindheimer Muley, M U H L Y. And if you ask it at nurseries, they'll have it. They may not have it this late in the season, but it is evergreen. It's it's kind of wiry looking, but it's beautiful. If you have my my book, it's there. You'll find it online. What am oh. I talking about? It's uh, let me let me try. Let me write it out, and I can spell it. Um, Lindheimer is L I N D H E I M E R. That one's no problem for me. And then Muhlenbergii is M U H L
0: Y. Like Muhlenberg.
1: No, well, yeah, it would be a bit. Yeah, if you want to try it that way lindheimer's muley
0: i got i've got your book i'll, I'll look it up great book right. of pictures
1: all right good deal yeah you can look for a while there but but it's a it's a pretty grass and that one that one i like in in moderation uh anyway anyway all
0: right Neil. thanks for the thanks for the help i think the uh crepe murals the i'll look at the lindy muley grass and lindheimer
1: lindheimer's muley yeah the y goes on the muley not on the lindheimer okay <laughs> Have a good day, Al. Thanks for the call. Thanks for letting me editorialize. All right, we'll come back. with Patricia in Hillsboro. We're going to be giving Iris to friends. That's a nice thing to do. Let me tell you about uh, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited right now and, and something very special coming up. I, I need to tell you about all three stores, but I have something very special at Birdie's store coming up. And I told Birdie I'm going to do something very special for the other two stores when they have something that they need to have mentioned. Wild Birds Unlimited stores report that uh, uh, the uh, birds are migrating through right now. bet you had noticed that. These are birds that are flying south for the winter, and they come right through our area. This is the flight path. And you can put the seeds out, the feeders out, all of that from Wild Birds Unlimited. When I do an ad for Wild Birds Unlimited, I realize that you're picturing in your mind, unless you've been in one of their stores, you're picturing some rack in a, in a grocery store or something that has about two bird feeders and, and uh, some inexpensive seed. This is not that kind of a place. You go in Wild Birds Unlimited, you you're just going to say, Oh my goodness, Neil is right. These people have it down to an art and a real science. Their feeders are really carefully designed by experts, by ornithologists. Uh, The the feeds are carefully blended, uh, seeds that perhaps you've never heard of in some cases, and uh, carefully blended and uh, put together in, in very unusual ways to make it very attractive to the, uh, to the birds and resistant to, um uh, invasion by raccoons and possums and things. It really is a spectacular batch of stores. Now, there are three of them in the Metroplex that joined together to sponsor this broadcast and my broadcast on WBAP and also my electronic newsletter, eGardens. Let me give you their addresses. David's store is at 5715 West Lovers Lane next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. Ron's store is is at his new location, he moved in February. 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway on Abrams. It's right there by Medallion Center. And then Bertie's Store in McKinney is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb, just about, oh, half a mile north of the McKinney Football Stadium. So that's Bertie's Store. Now, here is the special thing coming up at Bertie's Store next week, a week from today on the 22nd of October at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They are having a talk on bats. They had one before the pandemic, and our grandson Joseph and I attended that, and it is spectacular. Now, this one will have uh, Kate uh, Ragradin, and I hope I pronounced her last name, Director of Special Projects for Bat World Sanctuary and co-author of The Essential Bat, speaking. Seats are limited. You need to call the store and uh, make a reservation for seats at 972-472-2022. And uh, that's only at that one store, the McKinney store of Wild Birds Unlimited. They have only seating for probably 25 or 30 people. It is spectacular. And there will be live bats there. Don't be turned off by this. Do not be turned off by this. Joseph, he was... Well, that would have been about four years ago. It would have been about eight or nine, and he went up front and center and wanted to hold the bats, wanted to see more about the bats, and your youngster will too. Now, that's at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, but you need to reserve a seat. 972 472 Wild Birds Unlimited. They're great stores. Hey, it's Amy Shadra from Real News and Information in the Morning. Russia continues to stir the pot. Monday morning, we'll tell you what Vladimir Putin said over the weekend. Plus, Monday morning quarterbacking with Steve Lamb at 6.50. Real News and Information in the Morning, 5 to 9 a.m. on
3: 570 KLIF.
1: I am way behind on getting to my tiny garden tips. Let me just tell you about eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. If you want to see what it looks like, you go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. It is free and always will be. I will never spam you, you'll never get anything other than eGardens by signing up for it. And I will certainly never, ever give or sell your email address to anybody. Take a look at it. I think you'll see why I spend a day and a half or two days a week working on eGardens. Go to neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L, S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com, click on eGardens. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. So the question is, how can you landscape a narrow space, maybe between a driveway and a wall? Well, vines are a possibility, believe it or not. They give the visual impact of tall shrubs, yet they take up almost no lateral space. Clinging vines like Boston Ivy and Virginia Creeper for the sun, or part sun, and English Ivy for the shade are the easiest since they come factory-equipped with their own means of support, but you can also use twining types like Carolina Jessamine or Evergreen Clematis or Crossvine, as well as leaning plants like Lady Banksia Roses. You have to provide some sort of trellis for the twining and leaning vines anchored into the mortar joints of your bricks. Tie the plant stems to the trellis with plastic plant tie from the nursery espaliers are another good option where you take shrubs and train them two-dimensionally against those trellises those are ways that you can use narrow spaces effectively i have more gardening tips for you each thursday evening in e gardens my free weekly electronic newsletter sign up at neilsperry dot com Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. And you know what? They are sponsoring this hour, and they'll be sponsoring next hour of this program, and they have been for many, many years. Ace is the place that has great values, and they have also great people to help you. And I hope you'll get into your local Ace Hardware store today. October is Fire Safety Month at Ace. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on First Alert Smoke and Carbon Monoxide Alarms. First Alert 10-Year Series of Smoke and Carbon Monoxide Alarms, the definitive edition of this revolutionary line of alarms. It's a leap in technology that's eliminated the need ever to power or charge this unit with batteries. Powered by a sealed 10-year lithium battery to provide continuous protection for 10 years without battery replacement. End-of-life signal alerts you when the alarm needs to be replaced. There's a 10-year limited warranty. That is the first alert smoke and carbon monoxide alarm available at Ace Hardware. Ace stores parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of your community, so you're getting help from people you already know. Ace is the place. With the helpful hardware folks. Interact with us on Facebook as well as on Twitter at 570-KLIF. This is Real News and Information 570-KLIF. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller's all about. Mueller's been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Well, now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes from 6x9 to 12x21. They feature galvanized steel frames with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, those Mueller greenhouses let the sun shine in while they protect your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at muellerinc.com or give them a call, 877-2-MUELLER, M U E L L E R. That's 877 268-3553 877-268-3553 mullerinc.com Mueller means more Mueller means greenhouses I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware when you need
0: reliable localized help and those great home repair products come to us we're the helpful
1: hardware folks and now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike, very, very much. Penn in Dallas, I can help you with your questions. Stay with me. You'll be right after Patricia. Patricia in Hillsboro, thanks for waiting. How can I help you?
3: Hello. I have uh, too many uh, irises, and, uh, you know, they're crowded and everything. And I wanted to uh, pull them up and give them to friends. But they still are green because I watered them all summer. And so I didn't know if I should wait until the leaves died down.
1: No, this is the time to dig and divide iris. These are our bearded iris, the standard bearded iris?
3: No, they're just irises. They're, they're the uh, white uh, cemetery irises.
1: Yeah, white flags. Yeah, this is the time to dig and divide those. You don't want to wait until they, until they freeze. This is okay. the time.
3: Okay, I don't need to put them in pots or anything. I can just leave them out to give. You know, I don't have to put them in a pot to give to somebody.
1: Do you have people who are are waiting for them now? Have you lined the friends up who are going to get them?
3: Not exactly.
1: Okay. You need to do that first, and then uh, after we get some rain, you're going to get rain tonight, right? (laughs) Hope, hope, hope. Yeah. Yeah, you need need to water them really well or, or get a good rain and then dig them a day or two or three after that. And but know ahead of time who's going to get them so that they won't be sitting out on the ground for uh, for a week. Uh, you trim the leaves by half just to make them easier to handle. Okay. Break them. Uh, the, uh, the 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 roots that you're seeing are called rhizomes. Break them so that each rhizome has um, one really good strong fan okay. of leaves. Okay. Um, and, and give those to the people they want to plant them shallowly which never passes spell check on my computer anyway uh, they want to plant them so that they're not too deep in the soil Okay. and uh, into into prepared soil they need some time to prepare their soil it would be better if they could plant them immediately right after you dig them right into their gardens and oh, that's I why know. you want it that's why you want to line them up ahead of time and know that they're that they're ready for them you don't okay. want to you don't want to leave them out.
3: I thought some people pulled them up and left them out of the ground during the winter and then planted them in the spring.
1: Yes, they do, and they darn near kill the plants in the process.
3: Ah, thank you. Yeah,
1: you don't want to do that. And, and another phrase that would be a good one to, to uh, put out with the trash on Monday would be uh, pull them out. That sounds so <laughs> brutal. <laughs> well,
3: well I, didn't, I didn't want to... Uh, conveyed the idea that they were going to have dirt you know they were not they were just gonna be the roots and the plant you know
1: what you need to do is use a a, what I use is a nursery spade it's a little flat shovel that I have it I use it for my perennials but you could use a sharpshooter I guess you if your soil is soft enough you could use a spading fork but most of the soil that I've had in my lifetime if I tried a spading fork the handle would break right away but anyway you, you need to dig them carefully and get them out of the soil so there is very little soil around the roots and then that way you can in fact you can even wash the soil off the roots so that you can break them more easily and uh then uh if if it's going to be a few hours till you take them to a friend I would lay them out of the sunshine I might even wrap them in newspaper and just just uh, hose the newspaper down to moisten it Really? And, yeah and then put them in uh, in a in a uh if you put them in a paper grocery bag, they'd, they'd soak through it, but just in a cardboard box or something until you're ready to take them to the friend's house.
3: Don't let and them dry out, you mean?
1: You don't want them to dry out badly and get them planted within, within two or three days. I mean, you'll see people who will have them out for a few days. You'll see them in nurseries out, but they normally, in a nursery, they will lay them on their sides and, and put some moist sawdust or something over the roots. They don't want the roots to dry out
3: oh okay i heard you talking about the uh, migrating birds do you do you ever talk about the night night lights that uh killed us 350 million to 1 billion birds because when they're migrating
1: no haven't
3: uh well they're having a, a a lights out right now for the migrating birds and the butterflies are migrating too, aren't they?
1: Yes, the monarchs are, yes. Because
3: yeah. they're all over my yard.
1: Yeah, oh, that's cool. You probably have uh, some good uh, monarch uh, nectar feeders out. Um,
3: well, uh, Plants. what I noticed is they seem to be thirsty. I try to put water out for them, but I have to be careful they don't drown in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, they have to be shallow. Um, I saw a story while I was between radio programs. I, I broadcast something from 11 until noon. I was reading something about uh the uh drop in in several of the a lot of the bird species i didn't have time to finish the story i'm going to go back to it i'm not i don't i don't uh claim to be any kind of an ornithologist however but anyway well i appreciate you waiting on me so long patricia and i hope i was helpful on the iris
3: oh you you've really uh educated me i had seen them lying around dried yeah. and i thought every that was fine. They'll so bloom
1: much gone. better for you if you don't let them get really dried out because they'll they'll some of them will bloom next spring and and all of them will bloom the following spring. They'll take off so much better. Hey, I got to run. I appreciate your call so much. Thanks. Thank you. You bet. Penn and Dallas should be right up after this last break of the hour and I have so just don't don't give up on me. I'm coming right to you. You're next. Uh, I want to tell you about uh, my book. Uh, this is the last day that I'll be giving this special to you, because I don't think I have enough books to get me through until uh, until next weekend. Uh, when when I run out of books, I run out of special. Thirty two ninety five. These are the remaining fifth uh, copies of the fifth printing of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. The sixth printing is waiting in the wings. The I uh, just I'm trying to sell these out so that I don't get the two mixed together. The sixth printing is uh only difference in it is has two paragraphs in chapter 1 that make reference to the cold of February 2021 and the fact that we need to use the hardiness zone map from 1990 not the one from 2012. Uh this is a can a a, a personal opinion. I think the USDA um Kind of ripped their britches by moving all of our hardening zones way north after 2012 because we had a lot of of uh, very balmy uh, winters uh, in the uh, in the first part of this uh, century, and I mean the facts are the facts, the numbers are the numbers. We did have a lot of balmy winters, but we've had some really bad ones since. And it's safer for us to use that 1990 map. And I've, in all five of the printings, I've had the 1990 map there for you with that same comment. So you're not, you're not missing anything by buying the fifth printing. I took all my time on my book just to explain that. So Anyway, this book has 840 of my best photos, 344 pages. Chapter 1 is The Basics of Gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize and spray all of the plants in your landscape and garden and then detailed individual chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit and vegetables. There is a huge amount of information. I worked about 12 hours a day for a full year to write this book and uh, uh, Cindy Smith as graphic designer laying it out, Carolyn Sky editing it it's uh it's the best work I've turned out. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. I've not been asked to refund any penny so far. Book is not in stores and not on Amazon. Remember this is the last opportunity for you. Your better way to buy it would be from the website because if you buy it on the website I will guarantee you you'll get the book at 32.95 even if I have to go out of the sixth printing to get it to you. 32.95 uh, the website is neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. The uh, other way is to call my office Monday after 9, 800 752 GROW. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening.
2: At Lance Landscape Lighting, our certified electricians and designers can upgrade your outdoor lights, even vintage fixtures, to energy efficient LED technology with just the right balance of warm and cool lights. Lens will illuminate the distinctive features of your home from every angle every night. Let Lens create a nightscape that no matter how you look at it makes your home shine. Lens Landscape Lighting, we light the way you live. For more info, go to lenslighting.com. Lenslighting.com.
1: We have Lens Landscape Lighting in our home, have had it for 20 or 25 years, and love it. Get inspired and refresh your landscape and outdoor entertaining space with Matrix, Pansies, Mums. And more wonderful items from Callaway's Nursery and their extensive Autumn Harvest Collection. Matrix pansies and mums will look spectacular in fresh new pottery on your patio. They add a welcoming splash of color to your entry for all your family and friends to admire. Callaway's hand-selects Matrix Pansies specifically for their extra-large blooms, unique colors, and lasting power. You'll love them as a continuous highlight in your landscape from now until spring. Garden mums are perfect for adding a special seasonal touch with their full and lush colors in a rich palette of autumn's vibrant shades. Gold, red, yellow, and more. Complete your front porch fall decor with stunning pottery and these beautiful plants and blooms. You can also put them in flower beds for rich color that returns year after year. Visit your neighborhood Callaways and immerse yourself in everything autumn. Discover an exciting assortment of Texas-grown pumpkins along with gourds and creative lawn decor. It's going to delight your senses. Shop your uh, shop locally. At any of their community stores, including their new store in Prosper or order online, take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week at nine in the morning for your shopping convenience. That's Callaway's Nursery. Their life lived beautifully. It's Callaways.com. I'm Mark from Benbrook Ace Hardware. I own my Ace Hardware store because I want to help your family. And
0: I'm proud of my team that's there to serve you. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks. And now back to
1: Neil. All right, thank you, Mark. And we go to Penn in Dallas. Penn, this is Neil. Thank you for being so patient. How can I help?
0: Sure. Um, you Neil, know, I have a hedge of dwarf Chinese holly running alongside a sidewalk that runs from my back porch to the garage. The hedge has sort of overgrown the uh, sidewalk by maybe 10 inches, and I need, I need to trim it back. When's the best time to do that? Right now or in the spring?
1: neither uh late january or february that way you can take advantage of the new growth in the spring and uh, if you will wait through the newscast i have something special i'm going to do for you since you've had to wait and mike will tell you about it off air just stay uh, stay with me for that but i want to describe how to do that pruning uh, so that you will survive and the plants will survive. So I'll bring you back on the air right on the other side. So stay with me, and and Mike will talk to you in the meanwhile. Folks, we have another hour coming up. If you'd like to call, this is the time to call 888-787-KLIF. We'll be back with Penn right after the news.